Okay, I think I'm gonna, I think we've given people ample time. Um, so I think we're gonna kick off. Um, yeah, so again, thank you so much, uh, yeah, Lamchin and Patty for sharing so openly from your own personal experiences um, of COVID and the way that affected you personally and, and within your household as well. How are you feeling now, Lamchin? I am, I'm very well, thank you. So I've gone back to work now for about a month, so. Good, yeah, oh good, that's great to hear that you're feeling better. And how about you, Patty? How was it? Um, you shed a little bit in your in your interview, but what was it like having to isolate within within having someone isolating within your household? Uh, I think it was uh, a time of um, when we just all had to be very careful. Um, so when we went up and brought food for Lamchin, it was a lot of hand washing and. Yeah, just had to try and keep well ourselves so that we can care for Lam Chin really. Um, mm. Really brought home the deadliness of this virus. Um, so yeah, it, it was a tough time, but we got through it, thank God. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, thank you. Yeah, it's, it obviously impact, impacted all of you, didn't it? It affects the whole household. Yeah, thank yeah. you for sharing, guys. So what we're gonna do is um, we're gonna go straight in the deep end. Um, and feel free to jump in. I think I'm going to direct the first question to Johnny. Um, but Lamchin and Patty, do feel free to jump in if you have um, if you have specific thoughts. Um, so we're going to start off, yeah, straight in the deep end. Um, so somebody has texted in this question. Um, obviously, we're all learning a lot about ourselves during the current crisis, and we heard the kind of reel of people through your talk, Johnny. All the different things that people are learning. Um, but this person is asking. That's great. Um, but why do we need all of these deaths of innocent people and um, why do we need this terrible crisis in order to learn these things about ourselves? Surely um, there is an easier and better way to discover the same things about ourselves. So why, why is this all necessary in order to learn those things? So Johnny, I'm going to direct it to you first. Yeah, uh, I mean, good. Like you're saying, diving in the deep end. I was expecting a couple of looseners, but um, <laughs> why waste time? We haven't got long. It's a um, it's a great question, and it's the it's the question really. Um, and I suppose it's a much more general question. Um, while the crisis has made this the, the idea that innocent people die and suffer, it's brought that to our attention more and more uh, at this time. I, I guess you could say particularly in light of um, health workers who go into to work and um, and lose their lives. I mean, you say, well, why would that happen? Like, like that seems if there's a, a, a all-powerful knowing God, um, how could you allow that uh, uh, to happen? Uh, I guess that's a problem. That's a problem for us all the time. It's more on the agenda now, but that's happening across the board, uh, not just from COVID-19. And obviously, it's a huge question for, for religious uh, believers. Um, and I, I, I just want to be clear. I think there is a... There is a chaotic nature to the world um, and there are some serious complexities with how a being who exists outside of time, God, uh, and runs the planet interacts with people. That means I don't think there's any simple answers to the question of why innocent people suffer. For me personally as a Christian, I don't find it a, a hindrance to my faith, although that question would arise particularly when that those things happen to me. I guess, um, like all of us, we're wired to... To, to feel our own experiences most. In this short period of time, the best I can say, I think, if we're saying it's a question about why do bad things happen to good people, at the heart of the Christian faith is one of the worst things happening to the best person 
ever with the idea of Jesus coming to earth and dying on a cross. And so, um, and I, I think what that shows you, while that doesn't intellectually satisfy all my questions, if, if I think the, 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 the thing that comes from that question is often, how could God allow this to happen? It's like he's standing distant from all of this suffering and probably orchestrating it in some way, some might say, while he's just sitting there doing whatever, listening to harps. I, I don't know what, what God would do. Um, the Christian message will quite clearly say that's not the case, um, that God himself came down into a world of suffering. And as the uh, model of the best and most innocent person, then suffered most cruelly that could be. And as a Christian, I find comfort and solace in my worldview then in, in times of suffering. and know that while I can't understand everything uh, because I'm not God, which uh, may have featured in, in the talk, um, I don't think that God's standing distant. He is involved in our suffering in some way. Um, and that brings comfort. And also it means that I, I feel God is one I can trust then, even in the mysteries of it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Um, is there anything, Lamchin and Patty, that you you would like to add to that question? Or yeah. I I just think that uh, I think sometimes unless there's a shock to your life, uh, you actually sometimes don't learn lessons. Mm -hmm. uh, things just sort of traveling smoothly. We are sort of on cruise control, uh, and you know I think sometimes it takes a, a a difficulty in your life that will actually sort of shock you into realizing. Uh, something important that you may miss when you're just cruising. And I, I think, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the answer, but uh, I think sometimes you need you need uh, 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 something major happening in order for you to pay attention. As it were. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's almost like it tells us or teaches us something more about ourselves than God in a way, because the opportunity probably is always there to learn these things about ourselves. It's just perhaps we don't, like you were saying, Lamchin, we don't always take the opportunity um, but when something like this happens it kind of shocks us into it um, yeah that's really helpful um, and actually the next couple of questions are for Lamchin and Patty and there's a few questions that are quite similar so I'm going to try and group them together but they're kind of about your own personal faith um, and how that's been impacted during this whole experience um, so yeah so obviously this was a really big experience. You were talking a lot about being faced with your own mortality and the things that you've learned through that. So someone has been asking, did that experience rock your faith at all? Um, hard times can often make people think about God, um, but it can also raise a lot of questions and it can raise a lot of doubts. Um, so that's kind of one half of the question, but the, the other half um, is someone's asking, how do you balance your own personal experience of COVID and your faith, but also actually your medical knowledge and your medical experience, your scientific knowledge with your religious views? Um, so does that, does that make sense, Lamchin? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think, uh, I think this period of time, like I said, that sometimes you could be, if life is just cruising, you don't realize where you are. And I must say that this period of time has drawn me closer to God. Um, I, I, I felt that when I was cruising, there was a time where I was off cruising, maybe slightly away from God rather than towards God, which is sad to say. But I have to admit that so I think for me, uh, this is a very timely period. I think God is very gracious. Uh, you know, you may say this is a terrible thing to have happened to me. And so why did God choose this? But I think by, by giving me this period of time, because I'm off sick, I was off sick for six weeks, 
Uh, mm. I had a lot of time on my hand, although most of the time I wasn't that well. But when I was feeling better, it actually uh, prompts me to uh, go back to God's word. Uh, mm. I started reading the Bible much more regularly. I started, I was reading a, a book by Derek Prime, who is uh, uh, my pastor when I was in Charlotte Chapel in Edinburgh. And he actually went to be with the Lord in March. Uh, mm. And uh, I was prompted to read his book uh, on prayer. And, and through that, uh, that has actually uh, stimulated me to improve on my prayer life. And uh, so this period of time, uh, I think God was very gracious in bringing me basically back to himself. Uh, and I think uh, I, I, I thank him for that, really. And I think in terms of my medical knowledge, when you are faced with a virus, I'm a surgeon, uh, I can't do anything. There are no surgical thing that I could do to help myself. Uh, so I think the medical knowledge tells me uh, that this virus affects different people uh, differently. Uh, so I'm actually in the age group that actually are probably more vulnerable. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, well, I suppose I am in the ethnic minority group uh, who are actually uh, more severely affected. Uh, mm -hmm. I certainly am very conscious that, uh, especially I have uh, medical colleagues who have actually caught the virus and uh, was uh, in hospital. I have also had uh, colleagues who have sadly uh, died uh, as a result of the COVID-19 infection. Uh, personally, I, yeah, I mean, I caught this, I didn't, I wasn't formally tested. So uh, it was at a time when, uh, when the government was just asking people to isolate when they have symptoms. So mm -hmm. I, I was finally tested. It was only tested just so that I can be proved to be negative before I can go back to work because I, I, I do cancer work and uh, that is a requirement. Uh, so there is an antibody test which the NHS is now offering to staff. Uh, which I'm going to do uh, hopefully next week, so I can just confirm that I got the antibodies. But I don't think uh, the being a medics um, in a way in affect me uh, in terms of my faith. Uh, actually, you know, as a as a science scientific person, you know, a lot of my knowledge in science, you know, uh, actually points to God. You know, the wonder of the human being. Uh, you know, and all these actually points me more towards God rather than away. Mm, well, yeah, thank you so much, Lamchin, for, for sharing that. I don't know, Patty, if yeah, you were going through this experience as well, and I don't know if you had anything you would like to add about, you know, your faith and how it impacted your faith in the middle, middle of it all. Um, <coughs> well, when Lamchin got ill, I, I, never, I never blamed God. I never said, God, why, is, why has Lamchin got COVID-19? Why has he got it? Um, I... I it was something that you accepted because a lot of people were getting it and it so happened that Lamchin got it. Uh, I never blamed God, but I knew, I knew God would heal him. I knew that. And even though through the difficult times felt like we were in a really dark tunnel, but with every tunnel, hopefully there's a, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. And we knew God was with us throughout that tunnel. And um, I, I think, if we if I didn't have God I, I don't know how I would have coped it was really through um, knowing the Lord and knowing that he was with us that we could have gone through that period and I trusted Lanchin in that because he's a doctor he knows you know his if his symptoms get really bad and like his temp his um, 
oxygen level, that was one criteria that we were really scared about, that mm. if it got to a certain level that he would have to go to hospital. And I knew that he would know when that time would be if he needed to go into hospital. I was very fearful of that because I, we knew that if he went to hospital, we wouldn't be able to even go and see him. Yeah. So I, I really praise God that he was at home, that we could care for him at home and it didn't result in going to hospital and that he managed to get better at home. So I really thank the Lord for that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think without God, I don't know how I would have coped really. So God was our rock, really was our rock at that time. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like you can really, um, can really hear your kind of your faith as you as you're speaking. It feels very um, real as you're speaking. Thank you for sharing. Um, and Johnny, just to, I've got another question for you. Um, obviously, your talk was a lot. Um, you mentioned a lot about how we're learning that actually we're not in control. That's one of the big things that we're learning about ourselves through this. You can't um, you can't fight against coronavirus in the same sense as you can kind of control maybe some other things it's, it's this uncontrollable thing to us in a way um, and so one of the questions that's come through um, says how does christianity replace the joy and fulfillment offered by being able to decide how i spend my money my time my holiday so there are i guess there are some big things that we can't control but then why why not in my own life so why would christianity be a better option for me than me being able to decide what i want to do with my time yeah, mm. Johnny. Yeah, another great question. Um, I, I think it would be wrong to see Christianity as kind of a an abdication of all personal uh, responsibility. It, being a Christian isn't like you then then say, um, right, every decision I make, shall I have Weetabix this morning or Shreddies? God, help me, please. Uh, what colour socks shall I wear? Thing, things like that. I, I think it's very well... Uh, summed up again in the um, Genesis account at the beginning where you've got uh, these two characters Adam and Eve and, and God says to Adam look you're in this garden and there are millions of fruit trees millions of them. have whichever one you want except one tree don't go near that one tree but you can have as many as you want and I, I think my experience of a Christian as Christian life would be be that there's more permission and you can explore and all of those sort of things i think an, an image using the bible a lot for uh, following god would be that god is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path i'd say it's being a christian would be the uh, it, it, versus not being a christian it, it, from my perspective would be being in darkness with a torch rather than just being in darkness and so uh, i'd prefer to have the torch rather than just stumble around blindly and just the last thing so i think would be that people often think of christianity as lots of rules and commandments and things like that i'd see it more as a christian as wisdom god gives us wisdom on how to live which is why actually in the bible it's more about principles that we work through ourselves in our individual contexts rather than here is exactly what you should do at this moment which involves relationship with god um, as well as just hearing and uh, reading wise words. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Lambton and Patty, is there anything that um, you would like to add to that question? Why would, yeah, why would Christianity be something better than me being able to control, you know, the things in my own life? Well, I think, I think for me, uh, after all these years, you, you recognize that there's actually a lot of things that's actually out of uh, our control, we can't control it uh, ourselves. Mm. Uh, I think we are kidding ourselves if we think that we are in control. Uh, 
life throw a curveball to you uh, every so often. And uh, you know, no matter how prepared you are for that curveball, uh, when the curveball arrives, you actually are not. Uh, whereas uh, we know there's one constancy. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we don't have to worry about that constancy being changed. Mm. Uh, and, and, his, uh, and, and the Bible is his truth. Uh, and we can hold on to it. Uh, we have it readily available and we can read it. And so I think for, for me, uh, I think, you know, God is the one constancy that I can cling to, no matter in good times or in bad times. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's great to hear. Um, yeah, personal experience for sure. Um, so there's a very practical question here, um, which I'll direct to Johnny first. Um, so someone's saying, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because I feel lots of different people have lots of different experiences of lockdown. I think some people have loads of time and space to maybe be thinking about, oh, you know, what am I learning about myself? Whereas other people feel like there's no time at all. Um, so one person's um, asking in light of that, um, do you have any practical suggestions on how we can find that kind of specific type of time to really think, have that headspace to think, what am I actually learning? about ourselves do you have any practical tips on how we can be doing that during lockdown um, yes I, I guess i've got some ideas and i think again they've been over i don't think this is some freakish period that is completely removed from other things but i think for some of us is it's changed like i think i said in the talk there's change so it gives us all a possibility so oh can i reshuffle things um my my basic one of my views on human behavior would be that it's about habit building um and it's really important to, to build good habits in, and that's the case for all the time, and small wins in small places can be can be really helpful. Uh, and I, I think it's a good time for, for any of us, even if we're, the change is actually upping the ante, is to review where we've been and saying, look, is the balance in my life giving me enough time to reflect on the why questions rather than just running, 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 and then realizing I have no idea why I'm doing these things anymore, um, and, and I think that's, it's not a very practical answer, but I think it's in, important to, to reflect, is, is my life like that? And at this time, can I build some things in, even if I'm busier than ever, actually? I, I think there usually is, if we prioritise time for reflection, um, usually we can find them somewhere, whether that's in a commute, whether that's in the morning, whether that's in the evening, because um, we fill our lives with, uh, I'm talking to myself, we fill our lives with rubbish. Like, do, do I need to check the news five times every hour on my phone? Do I need to keep checking my updates on Facebook and things like that? I think those are really good questions to be asking. Practically, if the question is, what should I do? What can I do in my time that would help me? Um, I'm afraid my answer is a little bit one dimensional here. I, I think Christianity for me is about Jesus um, primarily. If you're looking in from the outside thinking, well, could I investigate this stuff? I'd probably say, read the gospels, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, you might think you're familiar with those because you did a bit of them at school if you've never come across them. They'll surprise you. It's a very surprising accounts and confrontational, but also incredibly encouraging. And the Jesus in those books are the Jesus that's gripped the lives of billions of people in the world today and throughout history. And I'd encourage you there. There might be another practical suggestion, Becky, we can come to in a minute. 
but um, yeah keep keep your hat on that one for now <laughs> we'll come back to that later um Lamchin and patty how about you guys is there anything any practical tips that you would have obviously Lamchin, it sounds like you might, might be quite busy at the moment yeah i i, I think uh finding uh, time for reflection or for me is uh, spending time we've got i think it's a choice uh, you know, because it, as, as Johnny said, you know, uh, you can choose to look at your, your Facebook or your, your, you know, WhatsApp or whatever, uh, mm. you know, uh, or you can choose to uh, spend time with God uh, reading the Bible, for example. I think I, I personally found uh, the discipline uh, throughout, you know, I've been a Christian for many years. Uh, it goes up and down, obviously. Um, and sometimes... I sometimes think that, uh, you know, I'm actually, the, the, the time that I'm actually spending with God is actually inadequate. Uh, but during this period of time, I found that when I was, when I was better going back to work, as, as uh, Johnny mentioned in traveling, I found that actually uh, driving, when I was in the car, rather than turning on the radio to listen, I actually uh, mm -hmm. used that time to just reflect. And it was beautiful weather, it was sunny, and I was praising God. For what a beautiful uh, weather, you know, the lovely God's creation. And give time for praise. Just as I was just driving, I'm obviously still concentrating on the road. But uh, I, I found that actually very useful. Or even, you know, or I've been really busy. I've been up uh, from first thing in the morning. I was driving to work. I've been operating all day. And then just on the way home, you know, again, I can choose not to listen to the radio. And then just have some, you know, just some time. Uh, because... Otherwise, once you get back, you know, into the business of life, you then just forget all about it. So I think it's a choice. I think it's, it's a, a choice of what you want to do with your time. Uh, mm -hmm. Easy to say that I don't have time, but uh, time is created by yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lamchin. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Patty, please. Please go sorry, no, I agree with Lamchin. It, it is a choice. For me, mm -hmm. I, I need to... Uh, have God's word in the morning I need that mm -hmm. with my breakfast so I'm having my breakfast alongside with reading God's word so that's God's word God's word is my breakfast as well so I it's like I need that before I start the day yeah yeah thank you yeah and um, there are a couple of questions that have come in that are, are quite similar um kind of almost about humanity's um or humans need for to be creating more finding more learning more um so someone's written um that as they've been reflecting throughout lockdown they've been reflecting on how humanity's become obsessed with growth ever increasing money life expectancy health and you you touched on this obviously in your in your talk as well johnny um so do you think it's important instead to take stock and reflect on what we have and learn to be happy with that um so seeing what we have as good rather than constantly looking for growth and there's a there's another question which kind of ties in there with this talking about how human self-confidence has led to some of the um, most advances that we see that we value whether that's um technology or whatever um so are you saying that life would be better without these things over to you johnny if you want to take take those yeah um as quick as i can uh, really thank you for the question um really helpful um as quick as i can let's just process what i'm actually going to say um i think yes as regards growth is growth good obsession with growth good or bad i'd say kind of yes and no i, I think the idea that we will progress forever and the progress will 
increased forever on human terms is nonsensical and preposterous and is the basis of our entire society. And I think we probably need to think about that. Um, but what I think fascinating is why do we, let's ask the question, why do we believe in progress? Why do we think that things are just going to get better and better and better and greater and greater? We'll all get richer and happier and all this. And I, I'd argue, um, and it's an argument that's been made by a um, number of uh, thinkers in the last few years, is that idea itself comes from Christianity. Because Christianity believes in a that there is a future in which things are better, that they are genuinely better in every way, inconceivably so. The idea of uh, Jesus coming again, the last judgment, the new heavens and the new earth, uh, afterlife, I guess. And that we're moving towards a genuine utopia that God initiates, not ourselves. Um, John Gray, um, a professor at London School of Economics and an atheist, uh, he wrote book a few years ago called straw dogs and he is very critical of the modern view of progress um, that we would have in our society and he just says look if you're not a christian you shouldn't believe in progress like otherwise we think could go they could go down we have no reason to believe that and he's he argues strongly that if you get rid of christianity you need to ditch the idea of progress it can only be built on christian Christian principles. So I'd say the very fact we're asking that our society's fallen for this, which is a nonsensical idea, completely nonsensical, is evidence that there's something in us of this Christian idea, you could say, in our culture. But I think I wonder if there's something deeper um, as well. I think with that said, though, this insatiable desire that we, I think again, it's we, we're replacing God. In Christianity, God does that. He brings the utopia. We decide we'll do it. It's it's causing car crashes all over the place. Um, in the ecological situation, everything. And I think there's a sense in which reliance on God, our creator, and contentment in our situation, as well as exploration, it's not an either or. We, I delight in all of these um, things. It's so fun to live in a world where you have kind of music on your phone and like in your car I can listen to any music I want to listen. That's great. I don't, th I think God's really happy with that. I just think it's like, guys, there's a synthesis of trust dependency ingenuity creativity and i think our balance has been very very wrong mm. and i've said enough in the talk i don't need to say anything more about that but um so yeah there's some thoughts thank you johnny and i feel like um with all of this it feels like we're just kind of scraping the surface a little bit um but unfortunately that's gonna have to be the last question because we're kind of oh. coming Toward the end i know so i could have sat here and listened to you guys for a lot longer um so thank you thank you guys thank you Lamchin and patty and johnny for for sharing um for your wonderful answers um and you mentioned something earlier johnny i told you to keep your hat on it but um if someone was interested and wanted to spend some time kind of maybe thinking about some of these questions and i think there was a question in our last last month um in our first questions in crisis um, that if someone wants to find out more, how could they do that, seeing as church buildings were, were closed? Um, so the people spoke, and I think we've answered. So, Johnny, do you want to share a little bit about that? This is all a bit of a conspiracy, guys, just so you're aware, because me and <laughs> Becky have been working for a while. We've been doing this thing called the Alpha Course uh, for a while, me, me and Becky leading a, a session with some of you guys who might well be here. And we started it in the real world, in, in Becky and Steve's living room. With, I think we had pizza, didn't we? Pizza, yes. wine was great. That's how Alpha should be done. I'll come to that. <laughs> we then transferred onto Zoom and just tried to do it on Zoom, uh, and it's gone really well. And so we're doing we're doing some more Alphas, and I'm taking one, and Becky's taking the other one. Um, and what Alpha is, if you just think I'm speaking in Greek, um, 
is that it's basically a chance to explore the claims of Christianity over a course over a few weeks um, but really in a sense of there is content given but it's the main body is a discussion where anyone can say any questions come back give uh, other opinions but just discuss together these claims which are essentially the big questions of of life as a whole and yeah i'm leading one on a monday evening and we're uh from eight to nine thirty and becky can talk about hers in a minute um and that's going to be we'll have a short video 25 minutes and then we'll just discuss in groups of about six or seven uh something like that and very much want to be clear on this this isn't for christians if you're a christian you're more than welcome to come but i much prefer to hear from a diverse range of opinions for this discussion although the content itself will be exploring elements of christianity so i'd really encourage you i think that's uh, it, the guys who the one we're doing at the moment we were trying to think of other ways of doing it and the guys are enjoying it so much they told us they they banned us from stopping so on the basis of uh, my good friends who may be listening it's good i'm sure if they were here they'd put a big thumbs up and go yeah alpha <laughs> becky what will you be doing on yours or have i missed anything out of my spiel so ours is going to be thursdays you can see it on the slide that's just come up from two to three thirty so that in the afternoon and daytime but this one is specifically for students so if there are any university students listening um, or any friends that you would like to invite who are university students then this one is specifically for you um, so you're gonna you're gonna be able to sign up there's a link obviously at the bottom of this slide that you can sign up via the website and you will sign up for one taster session so basically you have the opportunity to come, come along and try it out and see what you think if you like it you can sign up for the whole rest of the course if not that's totally fine you can just come to that one taster and hopefully just enjoy that as a one-off and um, but like johnny was saying this is very much for so for anyone so no matter you know what you think about when you think about faith whether you see yourself as having a personal faith or not whether you think of yourself as a christian or not or whatever um we just want to have a conversation we want you to be a part of that conversation with us so we want to hear your story we want to hear your thoughts as well um yeah. and just have space during lockdown to be able to chew chew over some of life's big questions together um so yeah that's thursday's afternoon sorry johnny could i throw in one last thing so no time is defeating us um i recognize some people might be watching this on recording and if those times might have already gone and you might oh no what have i done just to be clear this week uh, are our tasters we're just doing a one-off to say hey do you like this but then we're starting the week after on both of those with a five week it'd be five weeks on both of our courses if you miss the taster the taste can be great and really encourage you to come but if you are watching this on the second of uh of the month for example you're more than welcome there'll be details on the website how to sign up for the full course as well brilliant thank you johnny so sadly that is the end of our second mm. questions in crisis um but obviously you're welcome to continue the conversation via alpha or if alpha feels like maybe a bit too much that's okay maybe you want to chat with the person who invited you this morning um, and or email the church if you want to carry the conversation on a bit more personally, um, you can do that. Um, but that's the end. So thank you so much, Johnny and Lamchin and Patty for joining us and for sharing so openly. Um, and until next time, we'll see you hopefully next week or at the next Questions in Crisis. So bye for now. <laughs>